0: It's time for the Plan With Dan podcast, the show that will help you discover and achieve your true purpose for money and make you a more confident investor. We'll talk about sane and intelligent approaches to financial planning. Now,
1: let's Plan With Dan. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the Plan With Dan podcast. I'm Mark Cawood, alongside Dan Betzel, the founder of Betzel Wealth Advisor, serving you in the greater Columbus area with an office in Gahanna, right there near the airport. You can find him online at BetzelWealthAdvisors.com. That's BetzelWealthAdvisors.com. Or you can reach out and give the man a call. The number is 614-472-4510. That's 614-472-4510. As you're listening to the podcast and you have a question, jot it down. Take some notes. It is a podcast after all, stop and start, play back to the beginning, get that phone number and reach out and call, reach out and call, ask any question you want. That's what we want to be on this podcast, a resource to you. After all, Dan, you've got almost two decades of doing this business. Is that right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Thanks for reminding me, Mark. But yes, I do. <laughs> and before that, I was, a practiced law. So I put it all together. I got, oh my gosh, getting close to, ooh, could it be possible? Close to four Close to
1: four decades. Wow. That is. Yeah. It's wisdom, Dan. It's wisdom. Okay, there we go. With wisdom. Oh, boy. Well, a pleasure to be with you as always. And by the way, welcome to April.
0: Yes, finally. The weather has changed a little bit. It's It's actually very sunny and beautiful today. I'm looking out the window, and there are some hints of spring.
1: Hints of spring. It's thawing out just a little bit. Of course, here in North Carolina, everybody's basketball crazy this time of year. We've enjoyed the last couple of weekends watching basketball. As we record, my Tar Heels are about to play in the Sweet 16, so hopefully by the time you're listening to this, we will be approaching a Final Four or a National Championship. I don't know, up your way, you guys may not like the Tar Heels so much, being a lot of Buckeyes in the area, but nonetheless, it's always a fun time of year. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Well, we've got another fun podcast for you today, Dan. Today we're going to talk about a topic that I think a lot of our listeners probably have this question. Maybe they're scared to ask it, but I think it's one that everybody has, and that's quite simply that idea of when is it safe for me to retire? We want to help you determine when it is, quote-unquote, safe for you to retire. I think we get that question a lot. People want to know when that date is, how much money they have to have, and let's just kind of go through and look at some of those key factors that go into that conversation.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably another way of asking the same question that I get asked all the time is, you know, basically, do I have enough money to retire, you know, or am I going to run out of money? So it's a very, very common conversation that we have all the time. And so for most people, you know, that's their number one concern that brings them into me as they get close to retirement. Do I have enough? Can you tell me, do I have enough? When am I going to run out or am I? going to have enough to live for the rest of my life and you know it's really not rocket science but there's a lot of emotion in it and i try to help people to get really clear you know about what they want their retirement to look like you know let's do a retirement budget and i have to help people because i'm not telling you about like what's the least amount of money you can possibly live on it's how much do you want to live on right so we get really clear about the budget i have some exercises that i do i send them off with some homework you know get really clear about your budget and then we're going to get really clear about your retirement income where is it going to come from how much is your social security going to be should you take your social security at at 62 your full retirement age should you work another year and get that other seven percent bump in your social security what kind of pensions do you have any pensions you know and if there's a gap Where's that money going to come from? And then we look at your investments and get really just drill down and, and do some really, um, you know, good analysis. And it's actually a lot of fun. And I think for most people, it helps them get a really clear picture, you know, of what's going on in their financial life.
1: We're going to come back to that process a little bit. I Mm -hmm. want to come back to that question. Before we get to that, do you think most people aim for an age or a dollar amount? So for me personally, I think in terms of age. I don't know why. Maybe it's because of my parents and the way they approached work. I know a lot of other folks, though, say dollar amounts. I mean, we get folks who call in who are in their 40s and they say, You know, if I get to X many million dollars, then I'm going to retire at 55 before I even get to
0: 65. Uh, Which is it for you? Yeah, it's interesting. In my experience, probably because of, you know, my age, I'm probably your parents, close to your parents' ages. I think most of us look for like an age when we're going to start to... I hear people say, you know, I, I might not want to totally stop working, but I want to slow down, whatever that's going to be. Maybe it's going to be 62. Maybe it's going to be 65. You know, most people don't want to they don't want to be working full time at their job much past 66, 67 at the most. Now, of course, as soon as they say that, the next question is, how much money do I need? So they both are kind of, you know, they're very interrelated questions. And my guess is, if you're looking at an amount, you know, then you're asking yourself the self same question. Like, when I get to this amount, then I'm going to slow down and begin to relax and uh, some people that have retired for four or five years and come out of retirement. So um, you know, there's not a one-size-fit-all, but i would say for most people, they're shooting for a certain age and wanting to make sure they sure. have enough money, enough income, enough assets to retire at that specific age.
1: And, of course, the idea is we want to give you freedom with that decision. We don't want you to continue working because you have to. We want it to be something that you enjoy. I know with my father, he had a business, he sold it, but he didn't want to retire – completely. And so he actually went to work to the woman he sold it to and he just worked a couple of days a week and it was a way to have a little bit of extra income in retirement. And then of course he was able to see his old customers and be around the
0: store, which is a place
1: he really loved, but it's all about giving him the freedom to make that decision.
0: You know, absolutely. And you see that more and more often, not necessarily that they stay in the same business that they once ran, although I do have clients and friends that have done that. But a lot of clients they will retire from maybe a very stressful job and they'll find another job that they're not so much concerned about the paycheck. The paycheck's nice, but they're more interested in the difference that they're making and the um, impact they're having on something that's very important to them. So there's so many ways to think about retirement. It's not retire and sit on the front porch, like maybe <laughs> some people's image. It's actually a very, very active, a very, very active retirement, often with some very meaningful work that you weren't able to do you know previously because you know you were working for the paycheck.
1: And by the way, don't knock sitting on the porch. I came in from work yesterday afternoon. It was the first <laughs> warm days we'd had in a while, and I just basked in the sun for a few minutes to let it soak in. But My I'll, guess
0: is you're not retired yet. No, I am not no, retired I didn't think so. I didn't think so. I, didn't think
1: so. <laughs> I guess when you do it every day, maybe it gets a little old after a while. <laughs> so let's go back to your process now. We, we mentioned that a little bit, and I know a lot of folks, as you're listening to Dan and I talk, you're probably sitting there thinking, you know, P.E. ratios and key performance indicators. And, you know, what is what is this you're talking about? We start talking about dividends and we talk about safe money. You know, what is your process? I don't
0: don't use terms like that if I can help. Yes. So. Um, So how
1: would you define your process to help folks figure out when they can retire comfortably?
0: Well, you know, like I said, there's a lot of emotion in it. The actual process parts and pieces are, are not that difficult to see on paper, but sometimes they're emotionally difficult to get to. I really think you have to get very, very clear of your retirement budget. Like, what are you going to do? And there's different phases of retirement. Often when people first retire, their expenses go up. They want to travel. They want to go to Paris. Maybe they want to buy a you know a Winnebago and drive across the country. I have clients that are doing that right now. They want to travel and be close to their grandchildren. So you got to get really clear about you know your immediate costs for retirement and then even down the road you know what are your you know healthcare costs going to be as you begin to age so you got to get really clear about a budget that you want to live with that's the first step then the second step is getting really clear about your retirement income that's going to come from social security from pensions and maybe some part-time work maybe you have some rental property it could come from all different kinds of places to get really clear and get it on paper and if there's a gap where's that gap going to come from it's probably going to come from your investments how much can we reasonably take from those investments to ensure that the investments continue to grow and we go through that process and it's a conversation it is a process sometimes people say you know what the gap's too big i need to work longer Or you know what? Wow, I didn't realize that my social security and my state teacher's retirement pension are going to be enough to meet all of my monthly expenses. And the half million dollars that I've saved in my IRA, I'm not going to need to touch it. So you know, it it all depends. And people come to their own conclusion to their own decision based on the process. And it's the process that I think is very powerful. It's not rocket science, but you do have to do some work, some homework, and you have to get clear. You know, if you want to Take that trip around the world, well, where's the money going to come from? And, and have a really serious conversation about that. So that's the process in a nutshell. It's highly individualized, and it's a lot of fun. And I really enjoy doing it. I, I love when people say, wow, I can actually retire. It makes me feel good when they say something like that.
1: Yeah, it's certainly nice to be able to give folks that uh, empowerment, that little nudge they need to be able to take that step or continue working and continue preparing along the way. But it's nice to know with some degree of certainty that you'll be ready when the time comes.
0: Just earlier this week, I was speaking to this single woman who, was I mean, she did fantastic. I was like so impressed with, you know, all what she had done and raised children by herself and, you know, had a pension and, and she wanted to retire. And I said, well, what happens to the pension if you just work one more year? And she didn't know the answer. Well, she called me back and it was like a, a break point. and there there's going to be a huge bump, you know, in the pension. And just me asking that question, which I was just curious, really, I didn't know the answer and she didn't either. And she went and found the answer and she says, you know what, actually, I think now I have the um, <laughs> I have the emphasis, the, the internal um, gumption to work for nine more months because I'm going to get this significantly higher pension. And that was pretty fun. That was pretty fun.
1: Yes, I think that highlights the importance of having those meetings, Dan. It just shows you that it's important to get everything in one place so you can see it in front of you and realize, am I ready to take that step? Is it quote-unquote safe, or do I need to work for a few more months or even a couple of years? I mean, that could be worth it if it would ultimately lead to more peace of mind in the long term in retirement. And So it's all about putting that process together, that plan together, going through that process. And what does it look like, Dan, if somebody wants to come in, get in touch with you, and start that process?
0: probably a great place uh, would be either to call the office send me an email or uh, go to my website and request my retirement toolkit and I'll gladly send that out to you it's a book and some uh, white papers and some other uh, information that you can read and you know if you find it interesting I'd love to sit down and talk with you but uh, educate yourself go to my website watch a video request my um, retirement toolkit and I'd love to get you started on the process.
1: Certainly, you can start the process anytime with Dan Betzel after you've heard this. You heard the information at the beginning, but I'll give it out real quick again. To get in touch with Dan and the team at Betzel Wealth Advisors, all you do is either call, it's 614 472 4510. That is the phone number 614 472 4510. Now, if you want the toolkit, another way to get that is to go to Betzel Wealth Advisors. Dot com. That's BetzelWealthAdvisors.com. When you go to the website, it's honestly one of the first things that pops up on the homepage. You'll see that link to get the toolkit. Just click, indicate you want that, enter your information, and you can get that box sent right to you. It's got a lot of good uh, just goodies, resources for you to help you as you start your journey towards retirement. There it is. Get your toolkit right on the website there at BetzelWealthAdvisors.com. All right, Dan, Let's take a shift now in the podcast, move to some of the lighter areas, some of the lighter topics. Well, I'm about to say news. We want to go into the news. I don't know if that's considered lighter or not. I guess it depends on your view on the headlines these days. But let's see what's happening in the news.
0: Extra, extra, read all about it.
1: Oh, Dan, this is a good headline today. We are going to be – I'm sure some people are sick of this by now. But we're going to talk a little bit about Bitcoin. Perhaps, oh my gosh. I think a lot of folks remember that craze in 2018. I'll never forget getting. Pizza with a buddy one night, and he said, "Man, I invested in Bitcoin back three or four years ago. I'm I'm just about ready to cash in and retire today. It's the next investment you got to get in on it. I've got Bitcoin, I've got Litecoin, and a couple of other things I'd never even heard of. But here's the funny thing: I don't hear my buddy talking as much about that now.
0: <laughs> well, I, I, I hope anybody else. He cashed he cashed in when it was uh, at its high. No, you know, I I, I have the exact same. Uh, People were calling me, emails, clients coming in wanting Bitcoin. I even wrote a blog article about it. You know, uh, compared it to the you know the tulip mania craze. You know, back in Holland uh, a couple hundred years ago. Uh, no, I, we're not hearing about it anymore because it's come back down to earth. It's crashed. I guess I would say, and this is just so typical of behavioral finance that you know, as an asset continues to increase, 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 increase in value, it gets higher and higher and higher, more and more and more expensive, more and more people, you know, want to jump in on it. So I'm really glad it's died down. I think it's great that it's died down. And I feel sorry for the people that got hurt in it. I know some people that got hurt in it and some of the people that did sell out and they have to pay taxes on it. So, you know, if you're looking for risky ventures, not investing, then I would say you should invest as much money into Bitcoin as you're willing to lose. It's a risky venture. It's not investing. It's not prudent. But I'm really glad it's out of the news. So good. <laughs> certainly
1: glad to put that disclaimer on the end there. And by, <laughs> and by the way, if you have not heard the tulip story, we're going to have to remember to put a link to that in the blog post with this podcast as you read it, because that tulip story is fascinating from about a couple hundred years ago, I think you said.
0: Maybe, yeah, how- yeah. I wrote a blog. If you go to my website, go to blog, um, you'll see there's a big flower, big the, the pictures of all kinds of tulips. And it's called Tulip Mania. And it's really about Bitcoin, but it's a uh, Tulip Mania.
1: Sure, a fascinating story. And I think some of that, Dan, highlights what we always love to talk about in our next segment. That would be our Mind Over Money segment. Let's take a look at some of the psychology behind investment behavior. It's time for Mind Over Money.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I've always been very interested in, in Mind Over Money. And today I wanted to speak a little bit about like your core beliefs, I actually have on my YouTube channel as well as my uh, website, I, I used to do this workshop every few months, I haven't done it for a while, maybe I should, but it was like examining your core beliefs about money. And sometimes our core beliefs, they're so, they're just so core, we don't even see them anymore. It's like the window, you look out, you, you don't see the window because you're looking through it all the time. But yet it's so powerful and so impactful. I'll give you an example. So, you know, I grew up and, you know, I heard over and over again this saying, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. Money doesn't grow on trees. And from that, I somehow picked up this notion, you know, that there's a lack around money, that it's only going to last so long, then it's going to run out. And I remember one day, I was probably in my 40s, I was driving down the street and I realized, wait a minute, money is paper. Trees, you know, every year bloom again. Money, does grow on trees. Now, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to just talk about how you shouldn't be prudent with your money. You shouldn't waste it. But there's real power in examining your very, very, very deep core belief. I believe each of us has some deeply held core belief about money that impacts so many of the things that we do. And it's on an unconscious level. I'll I'll give you one of them. A client just told me, well, you know, when the going gets tough, the tough goes shopping. And uh, he called it retail therapy. Now, on one hand, that's funny and it is clever. But on the other hand, if that's how you handle stress, well, it's really interesting to examine that and just to try to make it more conscious and not such an unconscious, you know, response or reaction. Or money talks. You know, there's a lot of beliefs, you know, um, bundled up in that idea too. Or money makes the man or woman, you know, penny wise and pound foolish. I heard that one growing up a lot too. A lot of um, ben Franklin
1: isms you know, in here, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, put your money where your mouth is. You know, time, time is money. Money doesn't buy happiness. I mean there's just so many of these beliefs. And I- I'm not here to say some are good, some are bad. I'm here to say encouraging you to stop for a few minutes Examine your beliefs your core beliefs and if you need any any help Getting deep down into what you really believe some of your core beliefs that you held as a child You can go to my website go to my youtube channel. You can watch the um, examining core beliefs video. There's a a booklet you can download It's just private between you, you know, and just to get a little more insight, you know into the belief structures that we have around money that I think sometimes can cause so much stress in our lives and we don't know where the stress is coming from and if we can realize that beliefs they're not truths (laughs) they're just beliefs there's something that we that we hold in our head that we can change and i really love helping people explore those belief structures and make sure that their belief structures are in alignment with their goals and that they're empowering and not disempowering so take some time find out what your core beliefs are
1: That's such an important point, Dan. I think we can talk numbers and sense and strategies all day long. And don't get me wrong, that is certainly an important part of the financial planning process, but it ultimately all comes down to what's coming from the heart, right? Are you 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 approaching things with an attitude of fear or an attitude of greed? Do you have a level-headed perspective? And you kind of have to dig deep and think about your approach to money. Think about how that was shaped by maybe the way that you grew up or have lived the past several years and maybe examine whether some of those things and beliefs are actually true or maybe whether some of those things need to be tweaked a little
0: bit as you age. I know absolutely yeah that's what it's all about is becoming more aware becoming more conscious making decisions not based on some belief that you accepted when you were six seven or eight but a belief now that is empowering That's and I I love doing that I love doing that for people
1: and of course as a maybe on a lighter note one a one-off bit you mentioned that money can't buy happiness I I'm trying to remember the comedian's name, but it's the one who says, they say money can't buy happiness, but I'm pretty sure I've never seen anybody not smiling while on a jet ski. So. Yeah, the, uh,
0: yeah, I, I actually have struggled with this one a lot. And I, I think money can give you choices. Money can create opportunities for sure. you. Money can do a lot of things, but it really cannot make you happy at sure. your deepest core level. It, it can divert you. It can be like a drug that keeps you from having to deal with things maybe. Sure. And money, I'm not – Obviously, I'm a financial advisor. I think being prudent and w- creating wealth is what it's all about, but it's not going to ultimately make you at a very deep level happy. Sure.
1: Perhaps maybe it's a means to an end. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. the end that we're mm-hmm. shooting
0: for in life.
1: Well, to end on a lighter note, let's get to know Dan Betzel just a little bit better. <laughs> this always
0: makes me nervous, Mark. <laughs> It's getting to know you time. Always love
1: to see what the producers have come up with. (laughs) Always love to see where we're going to go. Dan, what clothes or styles did you wear in the past that make you laugh now when you look back on it?
0: Oh, okay. So actually in my family, there's a really funny picture that I'd like to get out of the photo album and like accidentally throw away. But uh, it's from the early 70s. You know, I was in high school. That was like the psychedelic rage. Everybody was wearing the, you know, yeah. the, the, the crazy. So there's a pair the of bell p- bottoms. I, I, I do remember these. Okay, they were red velvet pants that I loved, and right above the knee there were these really wide, white zippers that you could unzip and make them into shorts, and that was the coolest thing. So a lot of kids had them. So you, you couldn't wear shorts to school, but when you got on the bus, you could unzip your, you know, the pants above your knee, and then you could ride home on the bus with shorts. So yeah, the picture is pretty silly. It's pretty embarrassing. Um, once in a while, someone in my family will try it out. Hey, do you know where that, your red velvet pants with the white zippers are? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I don't know where they are. My guess is my mom threw them away a long time ago. <laughs> well, it's
1: <So. laughs> funny because we
0: make fun of those styles, but a lot of
1: them are coming back. <laughs> the zippers? The red velvet pants? Maybe Maybe not that one specifically, (laughs) but... Oh, boy. Well, this has been getting to know Dan Betzel, and this has been the Plan with Dan podcast. Dan, as always, thanks for joining us on the program.
0: Thank you, Mark. Bye-bye.
1: We'll do it again next time on another edition of Plan with Dan. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Betzel Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio.